Good morning, everyone. I just uh, I think I'm just supposed to take it away here. So um, I want to just welcome you. We are, you, in case you are not sure where you've showed up this morning, this is the Bridge Online Zoom Services. Most of us are located in Abbotsford, British Columbia here, but um, I, there are people from all over the place. So if you are not local, maybe consider uh, just putting where you're coming from this morning in the chat. We want to just welcome you here. And before I get into the planned announcements, I just want to um, I just want to name and make a special welcome to members of the LGBTQ um, plus community. This morning, there's been another um, targeted act of violence in a gay nightclub in the United States, and I just feel like it would be wrong not to mention um, just how angering and heartbreaking and frustrating it is that the world is not safe for everyone and how much we are longing for the full welcome and embrace of our queer siblings everywhere in the world, but especially here in in this community. And I just wanted to read part of um, a prayer from Reconciling Works, an organization um, with uh, the Lutheran Church. And it just says, God of peace, give comfort to those who mourn, give comfort to our trans communities and queer communities in the face of cruelty and harassment, bring to justice those who perpetrate violence, Challenge us, Holy One, to speak out for those who are silenced, to stand with those who are bullied, and to go with those who face danger. God of wonder, you are beyond gender. You made each of us in your image. Be with us today and always as we long for a day when every individual is safe and known and honored and welcomed. And we ask this in the name of Jesus who brings us all together in one human family. So for all of us, we want to welcome you here this morning. If you are local, we want uh, we just uh, honor the or acknowledge that we are gathered on the lands of the Samiamu, Stolo, and Kwantlen peoples. If you want to know more where you live or who is the hosts of of the land that you live on, you can go to native.land.ca. I'm going to jump straight into doing a bit of Visio Divina. I would love to invite you all to the great outdoors this morning. However, due to the case, the, the, uh, the thing that we are all on Zoom this morning, um, instead, I'm going to invite you to just immerse yourself in this image. This image was taken at Hatsik Lake, I believe. Um, and it is a picture, for those of you who can't see it, of uh, the mountains across in the distance, a cloudy sky, uh, the far bank and then the expanse of water and the words at the bottom say, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Today is the last Sunday of the church calendar and it is um, Christ the King Sunday. And it talks about Jesus sustaining the whole earth. So I just wanted to invite us just to spend a minute, just um, if you can, uh, if, you're, if your imagination will let you go there, just go sit by that water just for a second, and I'm going to pray.
as the seasons unfold in their vibrant dance of change, may we hear the call from their pages to blossom forth, to bear fruit, to surrender and yield, and in this season to rest into mystery. Jesus, may you speak to us in every season of our lives. If we could understand the words of the mountains, understand the words of the trees, understand the words of the, of the lake, what might they speak to us of God? If you have any thoughts on that, pop it in the chat. If we could understand the words that the mountains are speaking, or the trees, or the lake, what might they tell us of the glory of God this morning? I'll just read you what's coming into the chat. It says, uh, wow, that's an interesting question. The first thing that popped into my head immediately is that each has a different message based on their nature and we are all connected. And the subtle ripples on the lake remind me of just how subtle and gentle God can be and is coming near to me. The nature of water always changing form and place, but always the same in essence. Yeah, in that image, we have clouds and we have water. We have uh, both just the different forms. And I feel like that reflects how God is in different forms, how God comes to us in different ways and speaks to us in different ways. Mountains, big declarative statements about God, trees, present moment realizations about today's events. Okay, let's pray or oh, welcome home. Oh, I like that. Um, let's pray and then uh, I'm going to hand it over to Eden. So help us, God, to learn of your ways through the seasons of the year. Teach us how to know when to plant seeds of hope when to nurture love and to see the harvest in our lives and the lives of others. Forgive us for being addicted to growth and production and teach us the wisdom of fallow times and the beauty that is found in the darkness of winter. O God of earth, reveal to us your wisdom. Amen.
Good morning. Um, <clears throat> my name is Eden, and I'm going to be leading you or us collectively in communion this morning. So hopefully you've grabbed some elements to join us in this. Uh, in preparing for communion this morning, I was reflecting on how Jesus in his vulnerable humanity responded under some dire circumstances. How did he move and act that last evening with his disciples? He seemed to be aware that he had been betrayed and that things as he knew them were about to take a dramatic and a drastic turn. Initially, we read Jesus moved in humility and service as he washed the disciples' feet. He put their needs ahead of his own, and that was in direct contrast to how the disciples were jostling for position. But what Jesus was really demonstrating was his willingness to forgive and clean the residue of sin from his disciples, not as an in-case-it's-needed forgiveness, but because it would be needed as a way for each of them to rise above their own betrayals. His first act on this Passover night was to forgive. And then Jesus gave them some direction. Do as I have done. Serve each other in love and without an agenda for yourself and build each other up in humility and love. They then had the Passover meal, and Jesus, in his full humanity, asked them to do this going forward as a remembrance of him. This was not just remembering him as a person, but remembering him and all he was providing for them through the forgiveness of sins and the cleaning off of the residue of sin. Jesus was all about all but pleading with them to remember that they are forgiven and that he is always willing to wash their feet. As they reclined at the table, Jesus brings up the fact that he knows that he's been betrayed, but he doesn't name anyone. Instead, he exposes each of their vulnerability to betray him by describing the person as having done something that each of them had done just moments before. The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. It made them all aware of their own vulnerability. And that is why we need to remember that we have been forgiven. We are vulnerable. And when we are self-aware enough to just recognize that the residue of sin is on us, and we allow Jesus to wash our feet and clean off that residue, we can be authentic and real no matter our circumstances. We are both aware of our humanity and all its limitations and our unique and glorious position of being forgiven of all of our shortcomings. So just before we receive communion, Let's take a moment to consider what residue of sin may be on our feet. Of course, I mean 
our hearts and our minds and all of our bodies. But if you are willing, let Jesus wash you clean of that residue. Let's take a minute to consider that. We receive this bread today, Jesus, as a reflection of your body and your willingness to die on our behalf. And we drink this cup with the understanding that when you died, you said, it is finished. And what is finished is our enslavement to sin. We receive your selfless gift this morning and express our gratitude for our freedom. Amen. Greg Kingcott is going to be sharing the message with us this morning. And Greg is joining us um, from Alberta today, even though he lives right here in Abbotsford. Um, he's out there visiting his mom, I think. And so um, through the wonders of Zoom, we still get to um, enjoy his message and his presence with us. Uh, so let me pray for you, Greg. Uh, Jesus, you have given us a gift in Greg's presence in our midst. And we thank you for his faithfulness to you and to serving the church over such a long time. And uh, we ask now that you would just give him uh, peace and just a stillness and um, a, a strong sense of your presence as he shares his message with us this morning. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, you can hear me? Good. Yep. All right. Well, I, I trust that uh, this will be... Uh, incident free, but we'll see. <laughs> so I was given the uh, task of uh, looking at some passages, but first, um, our theme is blessed are the peacemakers. And if this is true, then peacemakers are blessed. And I desire to be blessed. And I do desire to be a blessing to others. I trust this is true for you as well. So as I began to uh, consider 
um, this uh, sharing this morning, I've asked myself some questions. What does it look like, really? In practical terms, what does it mean to be a peacemaker? How do I get it? If it's something to be got. Where does it come from? An interesting question. What's the purpose of it? And why is it important? So I have a small story for you. That's a personal story. I work, uh, I touch base in the world as a handyman right now, uh, doing a lot of uh, a variety of household repairs. And uh, one day, a few um, months ago, I entered a home with a single mom and uh, there was a couple of, a couple of dogs present. <laughs> and I was completing, as I was completing my work for her, she said to me, you must be a man of peace. And so I kind of uh, took notice and um, listened for more. And she said, my dogs have not barked or been anxious since you started working here. That never happens. I was somewhat humbled by that statement, but also I became aware that peace is a thing, a reality that you and I carry because we are created in the image of God. So consider that Maybe a, a goal to live by or kind of a, a way of being that uh, you haven't thought of before. And so if uh, I could have uh, the text uh, shared on screen, um, let's see what we're looking at today. Okay, out of all the passages I was given, this is the one that resonated with me the most. And this is Hebrews 1, verses 1 to 3a. It says, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. That is a powerful uh, three verses. 
and I was thinking about it uh, uh, in a few different ways. In these last days, God has spoken to us through our ancestors. Lots of different uh, stories, lots of different scripture, lots of different um, applications come to mind. And of course, it's been quite a history. But the scripture that uh, caught my attention was uh, his son. In these last days, he has spoken to us through his son, who is the radiance of God's glory or the reflection of God's glory. And the exact representation or the exact likeness of his of God's being. And there's something in that that has captured uh, captured this idea of peace. The Christmas season, Isaiah 9, verse 6, often is read. The gist of it is um, a child is born, a son is given, and he'll have various names. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so as we're looking at blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus, one of his names is called Prince of Peace. And I've, I've read something uh, recently and it says, um, if I'm a follower of Jesus, then I will be a peacemaker because Jesus was. And he also called us to this same level of faith. And so I'm wondering how well do we represent peace? How do we see Jesus reflecting this kind of peace? How do we see him radiating this essence of the, of the Godhead or the essence of God, the beauty of God, the essence of God with uh, um, the idea of peace? I was intrigued by Eden's comment uh, the last time we had a, a Zoom meeting. The idea of in the beginning, God made a garden, and it would seem that it was first the first temple of God. The creation was good, the garden was good, it was fruitful, desirable, free. And we're told in this uh, passage here in uh, Hebrews that um, the Father and the Son were there very much. Um, Creation was held together, our, our universe is held together and uh, made by them. So that's intriguing. And in this creation story, there is a, a lot of peace. And then um, there is some trouble, troubling times. But there is also good set up in that story for um, peace to continue. 
Boundaries were set in place for mankind's protection out of love. The prophets spoke prompting this kind of love, encouraging the nations to be reminded of what had happened before, return and reconnect with the God that they fell in love with. But other ways God was speaking was through um, the elements, famines, floods, wind, water, stargazing, the animals through the bushes burning, fish providing income, music that was sung. So care in all these areas. How does peace come in the midst of war? How do we reflect peace in times of violence? That's on the exterior, but what about peace on the interior? Well, in the former days, many, many different kinds of things were happening. And in these last days, the uh, book of Hebrews talks about Jesus was basically bringing some examples to us. He was for the underprivileged. He was for those who were lowly. He was for those that had little. They were drawn to him. And was it partly because he received them and as a man of peace walked with them in the midst of their difficulties? Interesting, we have present day, you might say, uh, carriers of peace. Brad Jerzak is, is a, a present name where we have learned much about walking in peace with ourselves and with, with our nation. Richard Rohr, Brian McLaren, some of the, the, the mystics we read about in the Franciscan community, in the sisters community, um, examples from Mother Teresa, the personhood of Gandhi and his accomplishments. They all brought a human side to this idea of walking in peace, whether it was through um, being nonviolent, whether it was being open to a new way of listening, a new way of walking. I came across four different levels of peace. A fellow by the name of Rick Hansen wrote about four different degrees of peace. And the first one was uh, the peace of ease. There's a, there's a, a sense of peace that um, we receive when we relax when there's a relief that takes place in our lives. 
maybe we are kind of feeling shut in and we go to the picture window and we look out over the expanse and we take in the beauty of nature and we're brought to a, a level of peace. Maybe we talk through a problem with a friend and at the end there's a big long sigh, the peace of ease. How about when we finish a, a difficult task? We've taken a course and we've come to the end and we sit down and we take a fresh breath, the peace of ease. Maybe hearing good news after waiting and waiting and waiting, the peace of ease. The second one is a, a piece of uh, tranquility. And often we will use the word, I'm in a state of uh, being tranquil. So in our mind and in our body, we are resting. We're taking time to breathe. We're taking time to be slow. Maybe take some time to meditate, being silent, breathing deeply, and our body comes to a place of uh, stillness. So we've entered into a piece of tranquility. Wouldn't we all like that more often? Now here's an interesting one, a little bit of me vivid of uh, an ordinary, but how about a piece of awareness? How do we hold the tension that we heard this morning about our friends in the queer, queer community being, being uh, singled out and in one sense punished? How do we hold space for the tension of war and peace being somewhat opposite to each other? How do we hold these kind of emotions within us? And so this piece of awareness, how do we create that space to hold two different feelings at the same time? I would say that's a piece that's deep within. There's a fourth level of peace, and, the, and it's called the, the peace of what's unchanging. It seems like everything that we touch these days is changing. That doesn't cause a very good level of peace. But what happens if we focused on what is unchanging? Well, one of the things that we know is unchanging is um, two and two will always equal four. Unless you get into an argument with someone that wants to be contrary. Two and two will always equal four. The past, 
what has happened in the past is unchanging. What's done is done. I can't go back and, and reverse that. So can I take comfort in the past, from the past, that what was, was. I can't change it. You sit by a, an ocean and watch the waves come in. Every wave is different, but the ocean isn't going to go away. So parts of our universe, or we're a part of a universe that isn't going to go away. The sun, moon, and the stars have been set in place. They're unchanging. And so to draw strength from nature, draw strength from the things that God has made, can that be a piece that we can hang on to in the time of great stresses? I'm going to uh, just share a quick little, um, if Eden can speak out of the box, I want to speak out of the box. And here's my thought. We have a solar system that at its core at its core it has the sun <clears throat> the sun as the center and we we know that the um, <clears throat> the the, uh, the earth is part of the uh, solar system and moons are part of the solar system but i was thinking the way i sometimes do how about a soul awareness, solar system? How about a soul awareness system that has the sun, S-O-N, as the center? As the S-O-N, sorry, as the S-U-N holds everything in its orbit, and is at the center. Everything revolves around the S-U-N. Can we also see how the S-O-N, the sun, holds all things together and has made the universe? The plants or planets circle the sun in orbits, but countries, nations, the world religions, all have a various, uh, various names for the divine, the creator, and love is at the center of all these um, various um, parts. And around the planets, there's so diverse people, color, the moon, Reflecting light and beauty, knowledge, life-changing energies. And so I'm just drawing from this picture of uh, Jesus being at the center and how all these things 
radiate from him. If the heavens declare the glory of God, says uh, in the Psalms, stars, humans, every size, shape, color, language, status, too numerous to count. We all reflect God. We all reflect the goodness and the radiation of the love of God. So in thinking about these, in answer to some of my questions at the beginning, what was some of my questions? Oh yes, here they are. What does it look like? Well, it, it can look like accepting others for who they are in their essence. It can be accepting yourself for who you are and how God has made you and wired you. But also accepting what is around us as the gift that God has given us that we walk on. How about in the relationship? Oh, how do we get it? Well, how about by being in relationship with the Prince of Peace? Walking closely with the divine and enjoying the company that love brings to us. Where does this come from? Well, on this contemplative journey of being with and being around those who care deeply about walking in love. And what's the purpose of it? How is it important? There's an interesting uh, thing I've read and it was this love ethic must be at the center of our whole lives this connectedness to the Prince of Peace. I mean, it has to be, let's see, and it cannot be effective or real in the crucial moments of comfort or of conflict if we've not practiced drawing our lives on this source. Especially in thought, word, emotion, and deed every day, or we will never be prepared for the major confrontations or the surprise humiliations that come our way. So in living from a life of peace, we need to practice and we need to have a relationship with the Prince of Peace so that we can walk when the difficult times come. I want to uh, end with a prayer that uh, Kathy Hardy wrote, and it can be found in her book, Breathe With Me. I'm gonna have uh, Josh put the, the, the words to this prayer on the screen. 
And if you would like to read it along with me, that would be great. And I think why this poem is so important to me is because it speaks about the, the radiance of the presence of love. And there's a, uh, one of the scriptures in uh, John that talks about God is love. And those who uh, live in love live in God and God lives in them. <clears throat> so I'm going to read it. And uh, if you would like to read it along, the words are there for you. So may, <clears throat> may my bones shine with the radiance of the presence of love. May my heart beat with the joy of knowing my intrinsic value. May my mind be filled with thoughts and intentions rooted in the creator's love for me. May my longings align with love's longings. May my feet be carried to where I need to be. May my eyes behold beauty. May my mouth speak truth. May my hands be open and receptive to all love longs to give. May my hands offer blessing to all they touch. May I move out of love's response rather than fear's rejection or reaction. May I be energized by love. May I receive forgiveness and compassion. May I offer forgiveness and compassion. May I receive grace and mercy. May I offer grace and mercy. May I receive the gaze of love. May I become the reflection of the gaze of love. May I become the radiance of the presence of love. Has challenged me in regard to living a life of peace. Is that there's a, that it is a thing. There's a radiance that, um, that we all carry. That causes other people to become more peaceful. We can be still on the inside, and chaos can be happening around us, be happening on the outside. But our connection to the Prince of Peace is so important, and we're spending our lives being in relationship with. I trust that this would encourage you and bless you and be a part of. Uh, your longing as we walk with God.
and the Son is the Prince of Peace. Thank you.